because it's 7.15 a.m. here, and I am awake, badly. Uh, <laughs> 10.15 here, p.m. Yeah, p.m., which is about Vancouver. Well, we'll get to that. Anyway, uh, my first question, which is always the same. Who are you and what do you do? My name is Oshin Prendival. I'm uh, one half of Supertop. Um, I work with uh, my friend and partner, Podrick O'Kaneda. Um, we make apps for, for Mac and iOS. So on, on Mac, we have tokens and Top Hat. And on iOS, we have Castro, which is a podcast app. And on Red, uh, RSS Reader. All right. So we'll get to the apps soon. But sure. first, your name. Because I, I have a weird name when Americans listen to this. So, and you have a weird name even when I yes, listen I, to it. Yes, I definitely have a weird name. Yeah, so, so you're from Ireland, right? Yeah, yeah, from Dublin. Is that a normal name in Ireland or how does that work? Yeah, it's pretty normal. Oh, okay. Especially these days. Lots of kids seem to be called it. Seriously, awesome. And Yeah, it's always strange now. More and more I walk down the street in Dublin. I hear, I, anytime I hear anybody call out the name Oshin, I get very confused. Because <laughs> when I was growing up, I didn't, heard it very rarely. Well, and only when it was directed at me, so... I get very confused when I see kids called Oshin. <laughs> yeah, because like I, I've seen the name before, right? But uh, I just never figured it was like a, an Irish thing. Because I've, I, you know, Ireland has a lot of sort of peculiarities, at least to my ear, mm-hmm. uh, with starting with the accent, which is awesome. But uh, yeah, I just, I just never figured it was an actual like Irish name because it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, no, it comes from like this old legend of Oshin and Tiernanog. Tiernanog means like land of the young. There's a whole very long story about it that we don't need to get into. But <laughs> basically an old Irish legend. <laughs> oh, okay. No, that, uh, <laughs> okay, so, okay, so uh, keeping with, you know, the ge- geography thing, right? You're in Vancouver now, right? Now, until tomorrow I am, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so we actually met in person in Ljubljana in Slovenia, which makes no sense. So why were you there? Like, why were you in Ljubljana? In Slovenia? Yeah. Oh, well... Um, since, I mean, it's for a year, for the past like 15 or 16 months, I've just been, I haven't had a full-time apartment in Dublin anymore. Whenever I go to Ireland, I stay with friends and family. Um, and I've mostly been traveling and working from like different locations around the world. Um, and Slovenia is just a very special place for me. I have some good friends there and I hadn't been there until this summer when I went there and met you, I, had, I think it was seven years since I had been there, but I've been there like four or five, maybe more times before, and I have some some good friends there who I wanted to go spend some time with, so that's what that's what brought me there. No, because that was just, just weird, because I've heard of Castro before, right? So then, I don't know, somebody on Twitter, right, just put us in a tweet together, I think, from Slovenia, who somehow knew. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you were here. So yeah, so... Like when you say you had, you don't have like a, f- a full time apartment. That's a great. Well, I don't actually have any apartment. I don't know why I said full time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so like when you work, you just like move around. Cause I, I don't know. I just wanted to ask you about that stuff. Cause that seems insane to me to just be in a different place all the time and, you know, program, I guess. How does that work? I, it, it depends on the location. I mean, it's been a pretty interesting year. I mean, I've been in theory, my idea is that I want to like, spend like like a few months in each place so that like i find a place to live and a place to work from and get my stuff done and get into a routine um in practice i've been moving around a lot more frequently than every few months this year um but i mean i either work from where i'm staying or like co-working places and 
so in like in Ljubljana, there's uh, Polygon. I worked from there for uh, almost for the whole three months that I was there. Um, I was in Thailand. I worked from a co-working space there as well. And in Canada, I, Podrick, who I work with, he's an Irish guy as well, but he but just today actually became a Canadian citizen and he's been living here for the past few years. So I come over here. This was my first time this year, but like once or twice a year, spend some time here with him and actually get some work done in person, which is always remarkable how much we can get done in a few weeks <laughs> when we're so used to being far apart. Yeah, was, I actually wanted to ask you about that. Like, so how, I guess harder is not the right word, or maybe it is. Is it when you work remotely, like in, in, compared to when you guys are in the same room? It depends on what we're working on. Usually, I mean, it, we definitely are like much more productive when we are in the same room. And we usually try to time it that like, I mean, it's when we are together is when we get to like, it's easier to make big decisions about products or about features. Um, once like we're at a stage in a, in a project where we know exactly what has to be done. I mean, like, so I'm going back to Ireland tomorrow for Christmas and I mean, we know what has to be done over the next few weeks. So, well, not that much probably over Christmas, but like after Christmas, we know exactly what we want to be doing and um at, once it gets to that point and it's about implementing things it's it's not so difficult to be in separate countries i mean i, I think there's definitely like some disadvantages there but it's kind of it's either this or well i guess we just have to put up with it because i don't want to live in vancouver <laughs> <laughs> no. well that's a rigging endorsement but yeah <laughs> oh, i love i love when i love visiting here but i i mean i've well i mean even i mean even Ljubljana or dublin or any of the places where i've spent time this year I, I, I just know one place where I want to, where I want to stay rooted. So, um, I guess Podrick is, has enough patience to put up with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you guys meet? Did you guys meet back in Ireland, or how does how did that start about? Yeah, we met in university. He was in my. We were in the same course in university for well, just for one year. He had he he um, had enough of the course and, and left after a year. I stuck around for the four years. And then we had some friends in common. We didn't see each other for a long time, actually. And he actually, the first time that we got back in touch, he was the first person with an iPhone that I ever, the first iPhone I ever saw in my life <laughs> was Podrick's. I met a friend of mine uh, and Podrick was with him, who I knew just vaguely from like the time that we were in university for a year together. This was a good few years after at this stage. But he had this iPhone that he had picked up on a trip to LA and I was just, I was mesmerized by the thing. And then when I... I got one later that year at Christmas that year and I needed to like figure out how to it. I mean, they weren't officially out in Ireland then. I had to figure out how to, I'm not even sure if it was called jailbreaking or what it was called back then, but I had to figure out basically how to get it working. So I phoned up Padraig late one night, got his number from my friend and phoned him up and said, you got to help me. <laughs> so we kind of stayed in touch after that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause you, you probably just worked on the American carrier. So I, I, I imagine it was the first one or which one was that? Yeah, it was the first one. Yeah. It was like eight, just the AT&T one. Yeah. The, the well-built one, I think. That's a nice one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had it in my hands a couple of weeks ago. I did a thing here for a TV station about the history of the smartphone and, uh, they somehow got their hands on a re like a really well preserved one. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, a like, friend of mine in Ireland has been was using one up until a year or two ago. It was not well preserved. It was completely, <laughs> but it it looked incredible. It was amazing. It was beautiful. It was completely destroyed, but it, it looked so good. Yeah, yeah. That that phone is a uh, is a little special because of the the uh, metal on the back. It's yeah. kind of 
Yeah, they've never done anything quite like that, I think, like with any other of the subsequent phones. Maybe the last couple of ones, but even, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the 5, 5S kind of a little bit, I guess. But. Oh, yeah, okay. That's, that's a fair point. So when you say you were mesmerized by it, like what does that mean? Because we're not all programmers, you know that, right? Like, what does what does mes- mesmerize by the iPhone mean exactly? It it wasn't even in a programming sense. I, I was a web developer at the time, and it was it was a purely aesthetic. <laughs> it was a purely aesthetic thing. I just wanted to keep touching the thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even when I got, to, I mean, it wasn't all that much I could do with the first one I got. I mean, it just had to. It had to. I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, in retro. I mean, compared to now, I mean, you don't have like all the all the different apps and stuff. And but I remember when I had it just. Like I just would sit there and just like swipe the screens and just, I wouldn't be doing anything particularly productive on it, but I just, it was a device that really captured my imagination, I guess, and started me like wondering like what, what else could we do with this little screen? But so you said you were a web developer. So how, like, uh, so I guess you went to university for that or? The university was very general, like it was multimedia. Uh Okay. So there was like, yeah, we did some web, stuff some flash stuff like video audio well yeah there was optional like video audio or um i did video anyway i can't remember what the third one was <laughs> um what makes sense video audio and that's all no yeah i can't remember what yeah, ma- well maybe about. it was something with the web i guess because that's the only thing that fits that <laughs> yeah yeah no there wasn't it was like so it was pretty general and then like you would you would specialize down and like it was a lot of like project based stuff um and so like by the final year like we're assessed like we had no exams basically everything was like two projects um we i think we had one exam once in the four years or something like that um and so it was more like you would like find your teams and like like around common interests and stuff like that and kind of specialize down into whatever areas you wanted that actually sounds fun. Like but. Yeah, I loved it. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, how was that transition then from doing web stuff to trying to figure out how to make an app? And like, <laughs> like cause, I don't know. You see, like I, I know just enough web development to sort of you know, put up a site and then destroy it a couple of times, right? Like I've, I've never gone that deep on it. Yeah. And then... So any kind of like, uh, I guess, actual programming just seems like magic to me still. Like I've had a couple of programmers on this show and it's just, you know, it's, uh, it's still little elves doing stuff in the computer for me, right? So. <laughs> yeah, but I was, I mean, even certain types of programming like still give me that feeling. Like, I mean, during this time when I've been here in Vancouver, this time, uh, Podrick and a friend of ours, Ryan, have been working on some back ends. I, I always did front end web stuff. So Podrick and Ryan have been working on some back end web stuff for, for Castro too. And I've been, they've been getting me, like getting the, the local environment set up on, on my machine here and all this. And it terrifies me. It absolutely terrifies me. And it, it actually started me thinking again, like just over the past few days about like, like the start of like when I started learning Objective-C and iPhone stuff coming from the web. And I, I, mean, I think the only reason why, I mean, I, I did it very gradually or at least in a very structured way. I mean, I followed, basically I was, I was traveling as well at the time and I had been doing some like web uh, work for clients in Ireland, which I had been, I hadn't been in Ireland for a year or something. So a lot of that work was, was drying up and I started thinking, Oh, it might be fun to like make some iPhone stuff and 
I mean, I had like these notions, like a, a very romantic notions of, oh, you make an app and put it on the app store and you're going to get loaded. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I started following like the Stanford University, like iTunes U course when I was, when I was traveling. And um, yeah, I did it in a very structured way. I just like would sit down and like watch the lectures and do the exercises. Um, and I used to send some of the exercises. I, Podrick was already a Mac developer at that stage. And we had worked on web stuff together. So when I started learning Objective-C and the iPhone stuff, I, like, I would do some of the, like, well, I would do all of the exercises that they would get people to do as part of the course. But it, and then I would send some of them to Podrick and ask him to, like, basically let me know what I was doing wrong or if I was, like, doing things okay. So actually just like, like an iTunes U course. Seriously. iTunes U, yeah. Wow. Okay. That, 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 I don't know. That somehow makes me feel better and worse about like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But that, so like that, that romantic notion that, that, that you said you had, right? But like how prevalent was that, you think, when it all started? Well, like the app store started. Because I, I, that's always fascinating to me. Because there was a period of time there when everybody figured they could just make loads of money with an app, right? Like, what was that like for you? Like, just from your point of view. I mean, I'm trying to like, remember back and even... I mean, at the time, I wasn't very like active on, on Twitter. I would, like, I'd, so I'd, I wasn't really aware of, like, a, like, of a community. I mean, I was pretty isolated I don't, I don't mean that in a very negative way. I just mean like in terms of not involved in a community that was also like doing similar things other than Podrick. So, yeah, but I mean, I guess I still like picked up on this, that like the fact that that could even get stuck in my head and I wanted to just keep traveling and start making stuff that I wouldn't have to. Mostly I just didn't want to have to deal with clients. <laughs> so I figured out oh, if I make something, it'll be mine. And then, and then I released, I mean, so the, like the, the first thing I made was this mu- music app called My Artists which released, and I remember, like, Max Stories was new enough at the time, and Federico Vitici, like, I um, did a really nice review of my artist when it came out, and, and it did, like, pretty well, like, well, at least, like, for a few days, but, like, I had no notion of, like, the scale or, like, what to expect of, like, okay, this is all going to just, like, this is not going to last, you know, like, I made, I think I made, like, $1,000 the first day, and then the second day, I made $1,000 again, and I was in Colombia at the time with uh, my girlfriend, well, my girlfriend from then. Uh, we were in Colombia two days in a row. I had made $1,000 and I was just sitting there thinking, oh, that's it. I'm like, I'm going to be making, I'd, I'd literally just like multiplied it out. I'm like, that's it. I'm going to make $365,000 a year for the rest of my life. This is, I'm sorted. <laughs> um, that, that crashed down pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the classic app sales curve, I guess. Yeah, I just I I didn't realize yet at the time what I was in for, but you learn quick. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. No, but honestly, like, because I think like like nobody knew, right? Like every person that started out with like I'm gonna make a first step, right? Figured that's not how that goes. But it must be kind of overwhelming, even those two days when you just make a thousand bucks, right? Because that was never a thing with software, I mm-hmm. guess. Just, you know, because you were just some dude in Colombia at the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. That, and like how, okay, so when you say you learned quickly, what exactly does that mean? Like, what, what, like I don't want to do the whole, you know, the three lessons, you, you know, <laughs> I don't want to do that. But like, how, how quickly did you pick up on what exactly 
the app store and the whole app ecosystem was for the developer? I'm still trying to figure it out, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I think, I mean, the only thing I picked up quickly was that, okay, I'm not going to just, you can't, I'm not going to just like make this one thing and all of a sudden like have all this, like just be an overnight success that I'm going to, that I'm going to have to like keep working at this for years. And I mean, I mean, we're still, I mean, we're like, we're getting by on our, on our stuff now, but I mean, we're still trying to, I mean, I t- like partly I still have this image in my head. I st- like, I still can't completely shake that image that I just want to make nice things. <laughs> and, uh, I'm a terrible business person and I'm trying to like learn to like be a little bit more pragmatic about things or, but like, I mean, my main driving forces are still just, I mean, I mostly just want to make pretty things and that is ridiculous in some way, but it's like, it's just what I'm obsessed with, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, that's a good you know, sort of path to take in life. I think we're all terrible business people. Like, I think that's a given, like, except for the three people that are actually good at business. I think everybody else, <laughs> <laughs> at least when you want to make any sort of, sort of creative endeavor, I think we're all just doomed <laughs> on the business side. Yeah. We'll uh, see. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, like, uh, so the, the apps you guys make now, right. Again, we'll talk about Castro later, but even the Mac stuff. So, like, how do those ideas come about? Because, you see, that's the thing, because everybody has an app idea now, even if it's a Mac app, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, when you guys actually have to decide, and at least there's two of you, which I I imagine it helps, or maybe you can tell me it doesn't. But, like, how how do you guys, like, how did you decide on all the apps you were going to make? Well, so we have four, but... Two of them have like fairly clear kind of origin stories or distinct origin stories, and so like tokens is the is the like the first app that me and Podrick made together essentially. So it's a Mac app for basically for generating promo codes through iTunes Connect and putting web URLs on them so that it's easier when you send them out to to journalists or to friends or whatever, and you can see which ones have been used based on. Um, like basically we just track the link because yeah, you see I, I don't know how you come up with that right I do understand like you, you have to at least know there's a need for it I mean I do understand if like stuff like that would be useful to you guys right but how do you decide uh, yeah and I think like when we started making it I'm not sure if we looked too much past that I mean we didn't do like market analysis or any of this kind of stuff it was I, do, I don't think we even I mean it wasn't even that at the time we were like oh we need to, we're going to set up a business together and we're going to do this and like in four years we're going to have four apps and in five years we're going to have whatever it was more like this was it was it started just as like let's see if we can do you want to make something together and see what what happens and it took us six months to make and I don't think we even necessarily thought it was going to take six months when we started so it was kind of just okay this seems like a reasonable enough idea let's like spend a few months working on it and purely out of like personal need and oh surely like that'll work out for us see i told you i'm not learning i haven't learned these (laughs) lessons (laughs) i mean one ask like i guess one thing that like focused our attention a little bit was that we we had decided we wanted to make like tools for the we wanted to make some kind of a developer tool and we started out with the idea of basically we were just so annoyed with itunes connect and anything we did in itunes connect web interface like so the initial idea was like to a Mac app to essentially like replace most of like nearly everything that the idea was that like anything that you 
usually have to log into iTunes Connect to do. You should be able to just do it in this like native Mac interface, and we'll like save local copies and all this. And then there'll be like a, a button basically to okay now like upload this. And instead of you ever going into iTunes Connect, it would it would like do all the basically it was I mean at least the first version it was pretty ugly what it had to do to make it work. I mean it was a lot of HTML scraping and but we at least we had the sense to like pair that back a little bit. We're like, okay, let's just do the promo code part first and then we'll see <laughs> afterwards. I mean, iTunes Connect has improved in lots of ways through the years though. I am. And it took us six months just to do the promo code thing. So I don't want to think about where, <laughs> what would have happened if we tried to do everything at once. <laughs> yeah. You'd still be working on it probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so, I mean, so that went, that, like that went okay. And we, like we ended up still wanting to work together and, for Castro, it was like around the time when we both went to San Francisco for WWDC in 2013. We had been planning on starting a new project and was going, we were going to make another Mac app. I can't even remember what it was, but we went to San Francisco, went to the conference. iOS 7 was announced and then I came up here to Vancouver afterwards. And the plan had been that we would go to San Francisco, then come up here and like start planning our next Mac app. But when iOS 7 was announced and it, it, and it was such a, like a visual change of direction or that kind of made us think, okay, we, if we're starting a new project now, this week, the week after WWDC, straight after iOS 7 has been announced, we, maybe it, we would be crazy to just go doing a Mac app right now. Maybe like if we're ever going to do an iOS app, now is the time to, to do it. Oh, so iOS 7 was an actual factor, like the whole, wow, okay. Yeah, 7 was a big, 7 was a big thing. For us, at least. Why? Well, the vi- the visual stuff, I guess, but you know, there must have been something. I but. think it was because we thought. We, I mean, we saw that. It, I mean, it was. I mean, it was. We, it was going to be. I mean, we were already kind of wrapped up enough that like it was going to be something for one of Apple's platforms, essentially. And like with all the attention that iOS was getting at the time, and that fact, like I mean, the visual changes and some of like the metaphors that they had introduced, like in the different the, something about it, just made us think if we're going to like start something new let's like focus on this and then we started throwing around ideas and i think like the other thing was that like tokens had been doing okay but it was like really pretty niche i mean it was a developer tool but even for develop like so but even in a as a developer it's not something that you're going to use every day um it's like every once in a while you might need it so but it did give us the confidence to kind of think to feel good that like that we could like make something decent and so on ios we kind of we were i mean we were both into podcasts at the time and not crazy about the apps that were there and i think in fact that we had tokens under our belts i'm not sure if like before that if we would we would have felt comfortable enough to say like oh let's make a podcast app i might have thought it was too i don't know too big of a challenge or something but for whatever reason at the time it seemed like okay i think we can we can do it so we wanted we wanted to make something that like people who did use it were going to like we wanted to make something that people were going to be using a lot more than a niche developer tool I guess yeah yeah so yeah but um how how did you settle on like well yeah that's one aspect of it you know for people to use it a lot right but like did you guys both listen to a lot of podcasts because I think like most people that make a podcast app must really 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 like podcasts or anybody that makes them like me, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I'm not sure to go into this with just, oh, there's this podcast thing happening, right? Let me get in on that, right? Yeah. Oh, I was listening to, I mean, 
I think at the time, everything I was listening to was on five by five. And yeah, I was listening to like quite a lot of, well, actually at the time it seemed like a lot, I'm, but I, I probably listened to a lot more now than I did then. And definitely to a lot more variety of stuff than I used to then. But it was, I mean, I was listening to podcasts every day. So yeah. yeah. I, I was the same way before I started all of this, whatever the hell this is, but yeah. Mm. It, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, so uh, when you guys finally decided on a podcast client, right? Um, just, and you said, I guess you had the confidence from tokens, but like, how was that? See that this is a weird question. I have it written down weird now, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, like how, when you started, like when you released Castro, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, there, it wasn't the only podcast app, right? Like how, did, like how nervous were you then? Cause that's the thing that gets to me. Like if, when you, when it's a niche thing, right? You can always say, well, it's a niche thing, right? But like a podcast app is pretty much like a, a much broader, I think. So I just wanted to know, like, what, what were you guys thinking before you released it? Sort of what would actually happen to it in the app store? Yeah. Because, <laughs> you see, that's the thing that always fascinates me. Because when you're like a consumer, I guess, you just see new stuff. You know, Federico Vitici reviews something, right? So yeah. there's a new app. But, like, befi- behind every app, right, there's, like, seven people just losing their minds probably. Right, on that first day. Oh, on the day of the launch? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the actual day. Yeah. Yeah, like, that was, yeah, that's always like, yeah, pretty stressful. <laughs> yeah, what does that, like, wh- like wh- just walk me through that. Like, what was it like for you guys? Because I'm genuinely interested in that because I think it's one of those, uh, I guess, one of those layers in the whole, you know, app developer story that sort of gets forgotten because mm-hmm. it's such a concentrated thing. It's a really, it's kind of a strange day, like, because... I mean, well, so you, I mean, like you, by that point, well, at least for us with the first version of Castro, I mean, by that stage, you've put like six, we had put six months of work into it and you're putting a lot of pressure on this first day. And obviously you, like, you want it to, you know, that it's like, that you, you want to build something that will sustain like past, like just, just the, the initial launch buzz or whatever. But I mean, the first step is that like that launch day has to be, has to go pretty well. Or at least you've placed like a lot of expectations on it. It's very hard to focus on anything <laughs> that day. I mean, reviews start coming out, and I find myself just only even seeing a headline and not even having to like. I'm just my brain is so scattered at that point, and I'm already looking at some support email that's coming in, or looking at tweets and looking at different things and articles like a few like it's not, i'm not trying to say that there's like so many articles that i can't possibly read them it's just that i my like my brain can't focus like long enough to sit and read a whole review it's usually like the next day or the day after that i like finally read them properly like the castro launch day was i mean we because we, we got a lot more coverage even like we than we had expected it was like some people we had been talking to in advance and we were like looking forward and hoping that they were going to post their reviews and they did. And then there was some extra stuff that we got that we never expected. Like there, uh, Gruber, uh, Gruber put it on Daring Fireball and then we, then it was, then we thought like, Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and a few other things like that. And I think at a certain point, then it was just like, Oh, I need to just, I had like planned to meet up with friends that night and, Potter ended up going out for dinner with his wife and just not even bringing his phone with him because he was like, oh, there's like too much, like <laughs> too much going on. 
um, and like needed to like walk away from it a bit. Because um, that must be the sign. Like you work for something for like months, right? And then it's out in the wild. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the part that actually fascinates me the most. But there's a weirdness, like a weird, mm, like it's always a mixture. Well, for me, at least, like there's this weird sense of excitement at once, but and also some kind of anticlimax. Even when like all this is going like as well as you could have hoped or whatever, it's like, it just feels like, oh, okay, now, now that's out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like it's yeah okay, because it's not. Uh. Now we've been working on. I mean, Castro two. We've been working on Castro two now for a year, and it's still going to be a few months away. And so, like by the day the, the day Castro two comes out, I'm not sure what kind of a state I'm going to be in. <laughs> okay, one more thing because I've talked about this with a couple of Slovene developers as well like the, the whole you know um, before it gets launched sort of talking to journalists and people you want to review mm-hmm. the the app like what, what's that process like for you guys like because I imagine now at least they kind of know who you are but I, I guess before you know Castro you weren't re- like you were just some just two dudes right or was was enough of a sort of a reputation or whatever from tokens? Was it, was it enough to sort of get your foot into the door with, with some of the bloggers and like publications? Yeah, I think even tokens did help us get our foot in the door, definitely in some regards. Like, and now I think with Castro too, or like then on Red, like we've done updates on Unread recently, and I mean, also on Red is an app that I mean, we didn't even build it initially. Jared Sinclair made the initial version, and then uh, we bought it off from him last year and took over development of it. So then that, he had got great coverage for that as well. And so, like, I guess over time, it's not necessarily even just like your, like individual's reputations or whatever. It's kind of like the reputation of the product itself, I guess, kind of can drive a lot. Like, so on Red, just as it, as a, its own thing, like being newsworthy or, or being like, I'm not sure. Not newsworthy is the wrong word, but I guess just having its own reputation that precedes it or that like Castro 2 has Castro behind it. Um, So like that, that can help over time. Yeah, because it's sort of in the psyche already. So when it shows up, it's not just, it's not a random app, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it has some history there. (laughs) Okay, so just one more thing about uh, Castro. Uh, so you guys, well, at least that what, what it looks like to me, right? You 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 make like really like pretty things. Is that the right word? I don't know how to say that. Like it's, I think I think that, I, that was my word. Yeah, that, my you said that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just like pretty. Like how much effort? The like how much effort? That's such a douchey question. But like like because the functionality, right, could have been the same. It was just like a really ugly sort of Spartan sort of mm-hmm. app. And you guys seem to take really great care of the the visual side of it right like why you're programmers if you know what i mean like it's usually not that's not how stuff works right or am i just imagining things like why is that no i mean i think there's something wrong in my brain (laughs) (laughs) i can't just it's i've i mean like when i when i said earlier on like oh i just want to make pretty things i mean that was i mean i guess that was me trying to put myself down a little bit as well but like it is it's 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 some kind of an obsession and it's i'm not sure if it's healthy <laughs> but it's like there's so for example one thing i'm thinking of is 
uh, just on a feature that I've been working on while I was here in Vancouver the last few weeks. And some of it was like some transition stuff. And some of it was like this. Yeah, so it was all like transitions, either between different screens or different states of the app. It was all there. I mean, by the time, so I would spend days adjusting these transitions a little bit or like changing like very little, like minute details about how the, how exactly it works or what it looks like in the intermediate, like at each step in between. And by the end of that process, it's like, there's no new functionality. I mean, it still is like one screen and now there's another screen here. (laughs) <laughs> but I feel a lot better about myself <laughs> because somehow I've jiggled some numbers around and changed some pixels and I end up like sleeping better at night because of that for whatever strange reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. That's always sort of, you know, uh, I guess programmers to put it in the most general terms, right? It's usually r- rare to find people that actually d- still have that design sort of, uh, I guess, DNA in them. You know, I think most of the time that's mutually exclusive. Maybe I'm not being fair, but at least that's been my experience, right? Mm. It's usually, you know, you have a guy that could like really build a well, like a great backend, but sort of the front end stuff is usually, I don't know. It, it's, it's usually sort of Spartan and stuff. And I think with Castro, it somehow shows that you really needed to feel good about yourself with all of the, you know, the pretty stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, some people have asked, like some people think that like that they, if they know that there's two of us, they think, oh, maybe that one is a designer and one is a developer. Yeah, that was my next. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, yeah, I guess we're both just this kind of, developers who are obsessed with design i guess <laughs> yeah well that i think that's a great combination honestly uh, well at least certain parts of design i mean there's some design things that we just don't like drawing icons or like even like yeah glyphs or icons or sometimes even like choosing colors for things like there's some of that stuff that i just my brain can't go there and i can't I, it's like i can't i don't trust myself i guess or I don't have the like skill set to do it, or um, so it is like a subset of like certain things around like interactions and stuff that I feel like okay, I I'm going to get obsessed with this, and I think I can make it really nice. Actually, the term that me and Patrick always use is that like don't get don't get hung up on it. Like if there's something that we and it, well, actually we yeah. So the term is don't get hung up on it, but invariably like the it's not that we're saying that; it's that we said okay, sorry, I got hung up on it. Even if the other person is after telling us not to get hung up on it, you can get hung up on some detail and come back a day later and it's slightly different, but feels much better. Anyway, I went off on a tangent there, but some things around icons and stuff, I don't feel comfortable doing that side of that kind of thing. So we do tend to like work with designers to do so like some those types of tasks. Well, yeah, but that's all sort of a set piece, right? It's not a... You know, it's all a transition, I guess. <laughs> yes, <a> transition. <laughs> that's, I, see, I'm very technical. Yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> okay, maybe so, that's why I got obsessed with iOS. Like, maybe that's what it was about iOS 7 because, the, I mean, uh, there was a bunch of new transition stuff. I really am obsessed with transitions. Or even, like, the new swipe stuff that, like, Apple had where, like, you swipe from the edge of the screen and the... So you're like going back slowly and like you, like it's an interactive transition. So you can see like, he, and that's the thing that I spend so long, like dragging really slowly over the screen and like seeing like all these, like watching things change slowly. When people actually use these things, they probably, they're not, they're not using them the way I, I am. As in, they're just probably, they're just going back 
<laughs> but hopefully whatever obsessions I've had lead to it still feeling good in some way, even if I don't expect people to look at it in the well, same yeah, way I as, think, as I, I think do. That's how you describe craft, right? I think that's the, <laughs> that's the just doing it, like just paying way too much attention to everything. And then it sort of pay, pays off because the, you know, the whole is more than the sum of its parts or whatever the hell that saying is. Uh, but yeah, so, <laughs> uh, so uh, as far as app development goes, I did want to ask one more thing, like uh, the, the reviews, right? And the, the support email, I guess. Mm-hmm. So how depressing is that in the long run? Cause I forget launch day and all of that stuff. And when, you know, like Castro, which is, I guess, a mature app now, right? But I imagine you still got the negative stuff, right? I mean, I may, correct me if I'm wrong. But oh, just, no, yeah, there's negative stuff. Oh, yeah, but I'm just, uh, have you sort of, my question is really like, have you learned to sort of not mind it as much? I guess, um, does a person actually get to learn that? that that's my question. <laughs> or is it just constant, just it get, it gets you down from time to time, I think? It definitely can get us, get, get us down from time to time. But I think there's certain things that just, there are things that we realize. I mean, that maybe like the first time somebody said it or like for a while, maybe it was like, oh, we, that's kind of, we'd be upset about something that somebody didn't like or something that somebody said. But I mean, I think over time we kind of know like, okay, we couldn't have done that anyway, because if we did that, then this, this and this, and it wouldn't work. And like, so you kind of get used to like what to know, what to like makes you feel bad and, and what doesn't. I'm not giving a very cohesive answer on this yeah but i, I guess that makes sense because at least you i guess you know where the uh, sort of negative stuff is going to come from and if you've dismissed it before right it's easier to sort of take it in if i'm like yeah, understanding yeah. that right, right sometimes it builds up over time as well i mean like because we've been concentrating on i mean like because we have a few products now as well like it gets like and we're only two people I mean, so we've been spending most of our time on Castro 2. And so, I mean, on we had been getting like just a bunch of like bug reports that were coming in about Unread for a while. And that it's not that we felt bad, like we definitely felt we felt bad about them, but not just because of like, oh, I got this email and now I feel bad. Like we, I felt bad because I knew that that bug was there and mm-hmm. that it, I wasn't sure when we were going to have time to fix it. I mean, that builds up over time and like, oh, you get more and more, like if, when people start reporting the same bugs, it builds up more and more on you. And then and then we kind of, since I was here, then we kind of just cracked a little bit and we were like, okay, we need to, we took a break from Castro for a few days and like fixed a bunch of, a bunch of bugs in Unread and like made it, made it work on the iPad Pro and it added in like some stuff that had been like building up and that we kept hearing about in support emails. And that was always on the back of our mind as well. And it was like, okay, let's, just do something about it and get it out of the way. So, like, that felt good. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like three apps and two people, I guess. It, you know, it, it's just the volume of it must get insane sometimes, at least with the new, when you, new versions are released. Yeah, it must well, get... when, you, when you decide to just re- rewrite an entire app as well, you don't necessarily make things much easier on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, but see, that's the thing. But to like the, the user, it just looks like it's, it's now Castro 2. 
Like that's all. Do you know what I mean? Like it's. I know I'm always fascinated by the the sort of just the amount of work and you know I think people forget that and that's why I like talking to indie devs mostly because it's sort of I just want to sort of just kill the myth of you know I'm gonna make an app and make a bunch of money. Yeah. Like just too many people have uh, sort of burned out thinking that's that's what's that that's what actually happens in the real world and it really doesn't. I just, I, that's why I like you too, because you have like three apps and you're, you you seem to be in it for the long run. And I don't know. I think there's more. I think there's more dignity in that, if that makes sense. <laughs> like when I hear you talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it kind of seems to happen a little bit less these days, I guess. But I mean, it was definitely a stage where, and it still does happen sometimes. But like, if you could, if you like, you're just having a conversation with somebody and you say that you make that they ask what you do, you say you make apps. I usually just say software for, I mean, <laughs> because, and, and because then, yeah, then they start talking about their ideas and sometimes they're good ideas and sometimes they're terrible ideas. But like I, like what I, my usual thing that I just say now is basically just, oh, well, okay, that's kind of interesting. Like, do you, like, do you want to invest like the next six months of your life into like just doing that yeah. to see if it's going to work for you? And they, you usually don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think that time fa- no, but that's that's a great point because I think that's how people imagine it because it's this little thing on the phone, right? They just like I think everybody like that doesn't do any sort of programming or isn't into this stuff as much as I guess. Uh, but that's are. totally. I mean, I understand that. I mean, that's like I don't. I, I'm not going around thinking like, oh, why don't people like respect this these things enough or like understand like how hard they are. Like it is, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's like a little thing on your phone. <laughs> well, yeah, but still, even in like 2015, like even now, I, I, I could, I, I could see you saying that in like, like four years ago, I guess. Mm. But like, I think, I mean, like most of the shine is off the thing. At least that's why I hope. Cause Jesus, I mean, you know, cause everybody would be a millionaire otherwise. Like if it, any of that held up, right? Except for the, like, you see, that, that's why I have a problem with the, uh, you know, the, the acquisition, uh, acquisition numbers of like WhatsApp and, uh, you know, Instagram. Because mm-hmm. that's, those are the bright suns that everybody then just burns out. Yeah, they blind out the rest. Yeah, basically, yeah. And like, more like, but yeah, but like, I, I, at least for me, like most of the actual success stories, like, you know, like Instagram is like winning the lottery. Like nobody really wins the lottery because the, the, <laughs> The, the, the chances are so small, right? Even the person that actually wins it, like if you didn't win it, that guy just did not win the lottery. Yeah. Cause it was just such a remote chance of that happening, right? Like the actual app developers, like people like you guys, right? Have you seen that XOXO talk? I, I, I can't remember the guy who gave it, but it's like how to, how to win the lottery or something like that. Oh, no, no, I have, yeah. It's a, a whole talk around like basically around app development and comparing it to like buying the lottery ticket. It's it's much smarter than I just described it as. But <laughs> I'll try and find it. <laughs> XOXO win the lottery. Something yeah. Google something like that, and you'll you'll see it. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's one of those conferences. I, like I wish I could go. Like that and Yule. I, I, I'm saying that right, right? Yule. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, th- those two. Yeah. I, yeah. That that's that, those are the two I'd actually like to go to. Because everything yeah. else is just. I've, I was in last year. I was. Happened to be in Portland at the same time, but I wasn't at the conference, unfortunately. But Ul, I've been, I've been at all the Uls, and uh, yeah, Ul is. Well, you have to. It's a countryman thing, so you know. Yeah, exactly. Obliged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. I know. The, fir- the first year I was, the f- I mean, the first year, the location of it definitely was a factor. It was like, oh, and well, and I knew the guys who were organizing it. I was, they were organizing this thing in Dublin. I was around the corner from my house and I was like, yeah, of course, I'm definitely going. But since then, I mean, it's just, I mean, it was so good that, I mean, I'm like, I mean, last year, I mean, I would plan to be in Ireland specifically. Oh. I mean, I, I do plan on being in Ireland specifically next year, just whenever they, whenever that's on. So, yeah. Okay, you're just making me sad now. Anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to go to the, the last uh, three questions I always ask. And that's your uh, your hardware. We should start with your hardware. What exactly do you use? Yeah. Okay. The, uh, MacBook Pro, let me see. MacBook Pro Retina 15-inch, mid-2014. I like how all you guys just say mid-2014. Like, that's a normal thing to say about a computer. Oh, I just read it off the screen. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it's like when I uh, when I have people that have nothing to do with tech on, right? It's like what what computer? I have an HP. That that's 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 as much as I get. You guys always tell me the I have an Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's silver. Is it silver? Is it's it, silver. Is it silver? Oh, silver Apple. That's awesome. Okay, so that's your computer, then your phone and your tablet. I guess. And I'm asking you about your personal stuff, not the stuff you develop on, because I imagine you guys have a bunch of iOS devices you test on. Oh, yeah, yeah well, yeah, so my phone is the 6S. Oh, okay. Uh, it's my second one, because I broke the screen the first time. <laughs> okay. And this screen is also broken. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty ugly case on it, because I'm sick of dropping it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too late. Like that. You're supposed to do that before the screen breaks. Yeah, well, this one isn't too bad. I'm waiting until when, once Castro 2 comes out, I'm going to replace the screen on this one. <laughs> <laughs> At least you have a plan. At least you have a plan. Yeah. Yeah, I need to like withhold certain uh, rewards to, as motivation. <laughs> <laughs> not, not motivation to work on it, motivation to finish it. I can work, I can work, I could work on it as long as I want it. Actually, finish it is uh, the trickier part. I have an iPad. I, I, I'm not even like the first ever Retina one. So that's the uh, three, right? I think. Or yeah, four. I think three. Yeah, before like 30 pin connector. Or does it have? Yeah, it would have like the. I like guess it's, it's. I don't use it at all, so I have never felt obliged to update it. You'd be surprised how many people tell me that. Like yeah. they all have iPads, and then it's just you know every guest. Yeah, I have an iPad. I say ah, I don't really use it that much. <laughs> What a surprise that sales aren't going that well. <laughs> That's, uh, kind of. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's just a, like, I'm not sure what to say else other than, I don't even, I, like, I, use, I don't even know if I, I don't think I even have it in Canada with me. <laughs> <laughs> really? You, like, you travel a lot and you don't have it with you. That's an indictment. <laughs> I just so like, I mean, I, I mean, I, yeah, I just use my phone all the time, even when I, I mean, I read on my phone. I do everything on my phone, basically, and I work on my laptop. Yeah, I think that's pretty much encapsulate the whole problem of the tablet. But yeah, okay. So uh, on the software side, I'm gonna like your apps are just are taken as red, right? But it's like the five apps on your phone you really use a lot, like really, really okay. a lot. Let me just yeah, just open it up. Take a look. Yeah. Slack. Okay. We're all on well, Slack. I'm Slack, Tweetbot. Um, okay, I can't say my own apps. Yeah. Don't <laughs> Yeah, five these little things on my phone. You mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the, th- the the stuff that gets made in two days and is in the app store. That, the, the, yes, I mean those things. Yeah. Other than Slack and people, I mean I use Facebook way too much and Messenger quite a lot. Oh, the Facebook uh, Messenger app. Yeah, and then Weatherline 
is my weather app. Okay. Okay. So then uh, my last question, which is always the same. If you have to pick one uh, physical thing that is not a person, so it can be your grandmother or whatever, that you feel like it was made for you, you might still have it, you might not, what would that be? I have struggled with this for the past two days <laughs> <laughs> to try and come up with something. I'm so picky about everything. <laughs> Other than like when we talked about the first iPhone early, earlier on, like everything I've always like never thought like, oh yeah, this is like definitely the way that I wanted it to be or whatever. So anyhow, the only like the thing that, especially as well, because I've been like moving so much like the past year and a bit that like, I just not even much stuff that I have with me to even like to think of. <laughs> um, but I, one thing that I'm really happy with is my, is my uh, backpack. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a, that's a good, like which, uh, what brand is it? North face. Ah, like, no. So, but it's not a backpack. Like, so there's no, like, it's actually not very practical in terms of like if you were going to do lots of hiking and stuff. Like there's no support built into it. There's no like there's no big straps. It's like it's this bright yellow thing. So like I always see it really quickly as soon as like comes off the on the uh, carousel at the airport. And because like there's no big straps or extra things, it's like it's like it's basically like a skin around my stuff that like takes up as little space as possible. Um, so it means, like, I mean, sometimes I do check it in, but like, I, it's small enough even to bring on carry on if I want it. Oh, okay. um, so yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. North Face yellow backpack, which I'm sure is not the brand name at all. <laughs> I mean, not the model name, but no, I'll just I'll just put down North uh, North Face backpack. I'll leave out the yellow part. I've had and I've had that bag for I've had that bag for I come like eight nine years or something at this stage. So oh okay. Yeah. I was wondering lately, I was like, oh, if this, like, if something happened to this bag, like, would I get the same one again or would I, or would I, like, go looking and see? And I went with a, I, like, I was in a backpack shop where they had, like, just tons of different models and I just, I looked around a little bit. I wasn't looking for myself, I was just in there with somebody else and I just said to myself, okay, if you ever need to replace your backpack, just get the same one again because I don't, I get so overwhelmed like looking at like all these different models. I'm like perfectly happy with the one I have. If anything happens to it, buy the same one. Yeah, that's, that's usually a good thing. And like with the like backpacking gear, it, it really does last a while. So I think you're good <laughs> getting yeah. that the same thing again. Uh, thank you very much for doing this. Like, Thank you, NJ. It's been great. Yeah, yeah. We should meet up again when you're in Slovenia. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'll I'll be back sooner. I'm I'm not sure when I'm gonna be back, but um, I promised my friends there that I wasn't gonna leave it another seven years anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or if I ever make it to uh, Ul. So yeah, that will fingers we'll, crossed. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Anyway, like, thank you very much for taking the time. Honestly, thanks. It's been great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.